everybody. It's Lauren Breeden again. Thanks so much for joining me with the Healthy Bites podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Health Hope Vitality, providing personal training and nutrition guidance online from the comfort of your own home. Visit healthhopevitality.com to get started with your free consultation. And don't forget, for the most researched nutritional products on the planet, to visit breeden.juiceplus.com. Okay, so for this episode, I wanted to delve into a little bit of research on something that I have heard people say, but honestly, never really believed or ascribed to. And that is when I hear somebody say, I'm addicted to sugar. So as we obviously know, sugar is everywhere and it's in everything. And so it's not just refined white sugar that we're talking about, you know, putting into our coffee or something, but it's in creamers that go into your coffee. It's in our milk. It's in our bread. It's in our salad dressings. It's in pretty much everything that the standard American diet will consume. So I wanted to see and kind of dig a little bit as to what sugar does on the brain. What kind of got me started on this is I saw an article on PubMed.gov that is titled Intense Sweetness Surpasses Cocaine Reward. If that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. (laughs) So for this study, and of course, as always, I will post the link to it in the description box of this podcast. So refined sugars were absent in the diet of most people, right? Until, you know, just recently, really. The modern standard American diet is terrible. And it's no wonder that the acronym is actually SAD, standard American diet. So there's definitely an overconsumption of rich sugars. And honestly, if you are an American and if you have immigrated to America from another country, or if, you know, you were born here in America and you've been to other European countries, countries, you know this. Like America is just oversweet. I mean, sugar is everywhere and it is, there's a lot of sugar in a lot of different things. So it turns out that overconsumption of these sugar-dense foods or beverages is initially motivated by the pleasure of that sweet taste, and it actually does fire off these feel-good hormones in our brain. So for this study, and it does not it does not list the whole study here it just has the the abstract and the conclusions but what they did they actually used rats for this study so it does not look like it was with humans and so i guess that would be the next step right but they offered rats the choice between water sweetened with saccharin which is a very very intensely sweet calorie free sweetener and an intravenous cocaine <laughs> holy cow you guys They gave rats cocaine, (laughs) these poor things. And so obviously we know cocaine is a terrible substance, right? It's illegal. It's a very addictive drug. And then they just gave them saccharin, which is in a lot of things. What they determined is that the large majority of these animals, 94% actually preferred the taste of saccharin. They wanted that sweet taste. And it also states that the preference for saccharin was not surmountable by increasing doses of cocaine. So basically, they saw that the rats were preferring this saccharin, this super sweet water. And so they upped the doses of cocaine to see if that would make the rats change their mind, basically. And it actually didn't. And so in conclusion for this study, it says, Our findings clearly demonstrate that intense sweetness can surpass cocaine reward, even in drug-sensitized and addicted individuals. Honestly, I don't know what's worse. I have never done research on cocaine addiction, (laughs) 
but I know that sugar addiction or too much sugar or a diet high in sugar over time can lead to obviously diabetes, um, you know, being obese, uh, not good stuff. <laughs> so we know that the, the brain reacts differently. Over at healthline.com, which is one of my big go-to sources if I just need quick information that is research-based. This says, experts agree sugar might be as addictive as cocaine. But honestly, is it just because we crave it? (laughs) Do we just have a strong craving for sugar? Or are our brains really addicted to this substance? And so to understand which it is, we have to know what sugar actually does to to the brain. Eating sugar releases opioids and dopamine in our bodies. And so this is kind of the link between the added sugar and the addictive behavior. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is a key part of the quote unquote reward circuit associated with addictive behavior. And so when we do a certain behavior that causes an excess release of dopamine, you feel that pleasure high basically, and you're just inclined to re-experience that and re-experience that and re-experience that and so on and so forth. The problem with this is that the more we do that behavior, whatever it may be, our brain kind of adjusts to that and it releases less and less dopamine over time. And so what we find is that we have to have more of that substance, more of that thing in order to release that same level of dopamine and experience that same high. Sugar also activates the opiate receptors in our brain and affects the reward center, which leads to compulsive behavior, despite the negative consequences like weight gain, headaches, hormone imbalances, and more. And honestly, if I think about this, how it just affects the reward center, which leads to that compulsive behavior, think about a four-year-old kid and you give him a Snickers bar. (laughs) What kind of behavior are you going to see after that? They are hyperactive, they have tons of energy, and they probably don't make the best decisions, right? Because it has affected their reward center of the brain. Y'all, this is, this is scary, right? It's crazy to think that sugar could have that high of an effect on our brain. But really, what kind of goes beyond this for me, I get to thinking, okay, you got to do research on your research, right? And so I really wondered, okay, well, certainly... Not all sugar is the same, or is it? Is it the same? Because you don't really usually hear of somebody being addicted to apples or or blueberries or bananas or something like that. And all of those things are sweet. They definitely have fructose. They have those sugars in them. However, for this article in particular on Healthline or website, it's not really an article, Um, It's really talking more about that added sugar. And so we're not talking about an apple. We're not talking about a banana. Because the reality is, with an apple, with blueberries, with a banana, there is so much nutrition apart from the sugars that are in those foods that can benefit our bodies in so many different ways. And, you know, even for blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, those are some of the fruits that are lowest in sugar content anyways. But honestly, you know, I had um, my neighbor, actually, she was on the ketogenic diet for a while. And I was just kind of asking her about that. And, you know, if she ascribed to the notion that, you know, no carbs whatsoever, which means no fruit whatsoever, because in my mind, that can't be healthy. There's so much nutrition that comes from fruit, so much more than bacon, for example. And her response was golden. She was like, no, I'll, I'll still have fruit, you know, whenever, whenever I really feel like I want it because a banana never made me fat. <laughs> 
And that is probably pretty true. I don't think I've ever heard of a research study on people overdosing on bananas and developing some sort of disease from that. Okay. Now, granted, you probably don't want to have too much of that because bananas are very high in starch. And so they can have a constipating effect for some individuals. So if Obviously, there's a balance there. But really for this, um, as far as sugar, you know, going back to the first article, it's talking about saccharin. Well, that's not a natural sugar. (laughs) That is not natural at all. And so this is really referring to added sugars. So in 2015, the World Health Organization, or WHO, uh, suggested reducing the free sugar daily intake, so those are those added sugars, to less than 5% of of calories that you eat, or around six teaspoons, six teaspoons of sugar, which might sound like a lot, but let's just take, for example, your run-of-the-mill 12-ounce can of Coca-Cola, Every now and then, I mean, it's pretty rare, but every now and then I just want some soda with my lunch. You know, it's usually on a Friday, kind of my, uh, you know, end of the week celebration. (laughs) I want a couple sips of soda. Well, that 12 ounce can, which is just a standard size can, you guys, of Coca-Cola has 39 grams of sugar. Now, going back to one of my former podcasts where I talked about how how many teaspoons that equates to. So for every four grams of sugar, that equals one teaspoon. So for that 12-ounce can, if you drink that whole thing, you are ingesting 9.75 or 9 and 3 quarter teaspoons of sugar just in a drink that honestly, aside from that, has no nutritional value whatsoever. And not only that, but all of those sugars are going to spike your blood sugar and they will make you crash. It cannot be adequately absorbed to the system, so it gets filtered out by the liver. And it's just not good for our systems, you guys. This stuff is just, it's really poison for our bodies. So on Healthline, it says that obviously most of our sugars do come from beverages. They can be you know, found in energy drinks, alcoholic drinks, soda, fruit drinks, uh, sweetened coffee, teas, and other common sources are snacks. You know, obviously like brownies, cookies, donuts, ice cream. However, there's also, there tends to be a lot of added sugar in bread and salad dressing and granola bars and even some yogurt. So it's so easy to disguise these sugars. So we really have to be cognizant of this and read our labels. The nice thing about all of this, though, is if we really pay attention to how much sugar we are ingesting and we slowly over time decrease the amount of sugar that we take in, the more aversive some of those super, super sweet foods will seem to us because our body isn't used to it anymore. In the Juice Plus community, we have something called the Shred 10 that we do every single month. And it's just 10 days where we try to eliminate caffeine, eliminate alcohol, eliminate gluten and dairy and eat as much whole food as possible and try to exercise at least a little bit every single day, get enough sleep, drink enough water, the whole whole shebang, right? But along with that also includes, you know, decreasing those sugars because honestly, it can be a little more difficult to find something that is so concentrated in high sugars if it is gluten-free, (laughs) dairy-free. So a lot of those gluten-free, dairy-free sweet options are not going to be as sweet anyways. However, I'm sure that I could be uh, corrected by that if somebody showed me an example of it. 
And then this is just one more website from the New York Post. I actually had to had to dig for this on my Facebook page because I posted it like a couple years ago. Um, and you know their their title is a little more catchy, right? And so it says why sugar, cheese, and fast food are more addictive than heroin. Um, and then the first sentence says, cookies could be even more addictive than heroin, a new book reveals. Well, I don't really know if it's cookies <laughs> per se. It really just goes to sugar. But what they're saying is this, even the smoke from cigarettes takes 10 seconds to stir the brain, but a touch of sugar on the tongue will do so in little more than half a second, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. So not only can food be as addictive as cigarettes, alcohol, and some drugs, but in some ways even more so. So overall, I think what we really need to pay attention to, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that we all know we should probably decrease our sugars. But really, I always advise people to take things a little bit slow, you know. And so for me personally, if I find myself really, really craving or feeling like I need sugar or something like that, I try to go with something natural, okay, Go with an apple, go with a banana. Bananas are actually really concentrated in those sugars uh, or a watermelon even. You know, it's a summer. It's a great time for watermelon. One of the nice things about uh, Juice Plus 2 is there's a protein powder. And so I'll even make, I've made cookies with that protein powder. And it has a little bit of fructose in it, you know, so it is a little bit sweet. But I'm also getting the added fiber, the added protein, and all of that good stuff along with it. So We always should try to strive to stick with whole food things, obviously, but as one who has gone through an intuitive eating journey, I will also tell you that one Oreo or even three Oreos once a month is probably not going to lead to diabetes. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I think it is important to have a good balance of things, but also just really pay attention to how sugar affects you? How do you feel after you ingest that sugar? What does it do to your brain? Um, And things like that. So I hope this was helpful for you. As I mentioned, I always post the links to my references in the description box of this podcast. And don't forget to please check out my website, healthhopevitality.com for links to my Facebook page, my Juice Plus website, and my Instagram. So thank you so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon.